0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Welcome to Soul City Church. Online. Again. Here we are. No, again. What? Uh, mary, uh, first, I want to wish all of you who are joining us from literally all over the world uh, a post mary COVID Christmas. I know that for many of us, this Christmas was not how we had hoped or planned or imagined. And I just, real quick, before we get into the message, I want to say for those who are struggling or suffering through uh, COVID right now, uh, or caring maybe for someone who is, we are with you as your church. We are with you. Uh, we know that this has been challenging. We know that this has been difficult, especially over this last month with Omicron, or as Pastor Phil likes to call it, Omarion, running wild (laughs) in these streets. Listen, in all seriousness, we know that this it actually can be, and I know this is an overused phrase that we thought we'd never say, but this is a challenging time. We know that. I actually had COVID over the Christmas break, which was no fun uh, for me or for my family. It was not what we had planned for our Christmas, but I thank God that I am vaccinated and boosted, and because of that, it greatly minimized my symptoms, and I'm grateful to be here with you 100%, feeling 100% today, uh, knowing that I lost my dad to COVID before there was ever a vaccine, that I can have that, and be here with you is an incredible privilege that I do not take lightly. So know that we are in your corner. We're praying for you, we're with you, and for you. Uh, My name's Jared, I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City, and if you're joining us for the first time, or maybe you're new around here and someone told you about our church and so you're checking us out online, welcome! We are so glad that you've decided to start this year off right. We can't wait to get to know you more, (laughs) hopefully in person, face-to-face, We want to help you find and follow Jesus in every aspect of your everyday life. And as John had you do earlier, we're so glad for those of you who are thrown in the comment section where you're joining us from. Listen, I just want to say something about the comment section. I am someone who loves interaction. Kelly knows. I love interaction. I like being with you. I like going back and forth with you. So I want to hear from y'all in the comment section. There better be some amens, some praying hands emojis popping up. At any point you just put in there, our staff calls them Christian yummies. You can just put mmm, just a bunch of M's in a row. Just mmm, if if you're feeling it. Listen, y'all know the assignment, so don't mess this up. I am so glad, as John said, that you've carved out this time to start this new year off right. I believe, I believe that God always wants to speak with you. That God is always speaking to you. And that today is no exception because this weekend we're kicking off a brand new teaching series called The How To For A New you, and I should point out at the beginning of this, whether you're joining us live right now online or you're watching later or listening to the pod, each of the weeks of these series, this series, they actually build off each other. Kind of like, like Legos, you know, like each piece kind of builds on top of the other. And it's a whole framework that we're going to be walking through for the next couple of weeks. So you're not going to want to miss any of this. It's a framework for not only how to have a new you, which I think maybe we would all want, but really what we're going to get at is how to have a true you the you that God actually designed and desires for you to live into. So make your plans now to be with us each and every week of January, like January, whether it's in person or whether it's online. Now we all know since it is January 2nd, January is a time for fresh starts, for new beginnings, for getting back on track, right? This is why lots of people, certainly not everyone, but lots of people set goals. They make resolutions for what they want to do or who they want to be in the new year. But if we're being honest, as we roll into this new year, I think many of us are a little gun shy about setting goals and resolutions this new year because it feels like the world keeps changing every other week and yet still somehow is exactly the same. I don't know how that works. Maybe even worse. Like you've probably seen this meme going around this last week or so when you realize that 2022 is actually pronounced 2022. Like we're doing it all over again. No, no one wants that. But right, but that's like so far. That's kind of how it feels. Here we are, two years later, and we're still facing some of the same challenges. And some things have even gotten worse. We're still in a global pandemic. Our country is still divided. And on top of it all, Betty White isn't here to help us anymore. It's easy to settle into cynicism. It's easy to to settle into skepticism. To even lose hope. Here in January 2nd, you may have already lost hope for the year. But for the next few moments, I want to offer you something that I believe is straight from the heart of God, that I actually genuinely believe can not only change your year, but has the power and potential to change your life, regardless of how you may feel about this year today. It's something that can guide you. It's something that can guard you no matter what 22, 22 may throw your way. It's one thing, perhaps the most important thing, the thing that I would say that comes before every other thing. It's the thing that I long for you to have in your life this year. And it's simply this, this is all it is. It's just vision. I want you to have a vision from God for your life with God. I just want you to have a vision for your life. I think that that so many of us, myself included, the reason that we don't see the transformation that we long to see in our lives is because we lack vision. We lack a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for our lives. And without vision for your life for this year, you will inevitably default to your decisions to determine your vision. Without a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision, you will, I will default to our decisions, to our circumstances to determine the vision for our lives. I think this is how... So many people spend so much of their lives, they let their decisions determine their vision rather than the other way around. Because look, this is what it can be like, right? Like life can feel like a a box of Legos. You just got a a bunch of pieces and a bunch of parts. How many just in in the comments, how many Lego fans, any Lego fans among staff like grew up with Legos, still Lego fans today? I mean, there ain't no shame in your game, right? This is kind of how it can feel. I got a bunch of these parts. I got a bunch of these pieces. And I guess, I don't know, I'll just start... I'll start putting this one together. And that's kind of the fun of Legos is you can kind of build onto things and you don't really have to have a a grand plan. You can just sort of pick it up and get going and build yourself a nice little house or build yourself a nice little castle. And I think this is how a lot of people spend a lot of their lives, just sort of trying as best they can to sort of put their lives together with the pieces they've got. And we've all got a a bunch of decisions that we have to make. And we have a bunch of resolutions maybe that we want for this new year. And that's all fine and good. But I think what happens so oftentimes is we see all of the decisions and we lack the vision. We need actually a vision for where it is we are going and what it is we are doing. See, that's why the picture on the box is so important because you got to know what these parts are all for. You got to know where all these decisions fit. That's why it's so important for you to have a vision for your life this year. Why? Because your vision gives your decisions direction. We've all got a thousand decisions you're going to make this year. Got big decisions in our life, small decisions in our life. Vision is what gives those decisions, all of them direction. It's what gives your resolutions direction. You start with vision. Why? Because when you start with vision, your decisions can get clearer and have a greater purpose. No matter what may come your way, your vision for your life determines the decisions you make in your life. It can serve as like a compass for you, for your like kind of like a God given guide to navigate all the many significant decisions and challenges that you will face this year. It will help you listen. It will help you make better decisions and have fewer regrets. And live more in line with the life God longs for you to live. So my question for you as we start off 2022 is, do you have a vision for your life this year? What's the vision for your life this year? It's just about all the, the characters in the Bible that you may or may not be familiar with. They had a vision from God, a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for their lives. You think about it, just, I mean, we're not, we don't have time to go through all of it. Noah he had a vision, you will build that boat. Abraham, you will be a father of a nation. He didn't understand what that meant when it was said to him. God says, you're going to father a nation. Out of you, a nation will come one day. There was a vision for his life that guided the decisions of his life. David, you will be a shepherd king. As a young man, that was told over and spoken over his life. Esther, you'll be a voice to power. John, you'll be a voice in the wilderness. Peter, you're going to build the church. Paul, you'll be a voice to those far from me. Now listen, those visions that each of them had determined the decisions that they made. And not always perfectly. You go through and read all those stories. They didn't always get it right, just like you and me, but it became their purpose nonetheless. That vision guided and guarded and gave purpose and meaning to their decisions. And look, you already know this is is true for you. It may not be a vision from God, but my hunch is is that you've had times in your life where vision has driven you, right? Right? Raise your hand or, or throw a hand up in the comments if you've ever trained for a marathon or a half marathon. I'm not saying you finished it. I'm just saying trained for it. I'm just saying you trained for it, right? Remember when you were training for that race or whatever it was, that competition, that was your vision, right? You, you had a vision of yourself at the finish line. And so you made a bunch of decisions to get you there. How, how many of you have ever been committed to paying off student loans or student debt, right? And you, so you know when that's your vision, like I want to be financially free, it, it gives purpose to every decision you make leading up to that. If you've ever started a business from scratch or, I don't know, a church from scratch, right? You have a vision for it. And every decision kind of finds its place and its purpose within that vision. Listen, when I wanted to propose to Jeannie, I had a vision of putting a ring on it. Like I had a clear vision to do it. Now, we were young, probably way too young to be getting married. But I had a vision. And so I had vision. Here's what I lacked money. And so I had to actually get several part-time jobs. This is true. One summer, the summer that I proposed to her, I was working four part-time jobs just to be able to lay some cash on the counter to Judy A. at the jewelry exchange in San Francisco, California, and say, Judy, what can we do with this? Because I have a vision. I'm going to put a ring on this woman's but I need your help here. I had a vision to determine every decision that I made. We all need vision to help us see what's possible because without it, you're lost. I'm lost. So this is what the, the writer of the book of Proverbs was getting at in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. This is what it says. It says, where there is no clear prophetic vision, that means a vision from God. When there's no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander what? Astray. They wander astray. Can I get an amen in the comments? This is the time for our Christian yummies going on right there. Isn't that true though? Without prophetic vision, people will quickly, quickly wander astray. Astray. We muddle our, our way through our lives, kind of just guided by our circumstances, guided by other people's visions for us. Well, I guess I could do this. Well, I guess I, I should do that. We lack any real sense of purpose, just sort of picking at the pieces of our life as best we can. But God actually longs for you to have so much more. See, so often what we do is we let our lives lead us rather than leading our one and only lives. We quickly end up doing what? Wandering Astray? Why? Because we lack vision from God. Now, listen. I don't. Just quick sidebar on this. I don't know if you ever noticed. Have you ever like gone to the? Does anyone even go to the Google homepage anymore? Do you ever go to Google.com to search things? Okay, maybe your parents do. Okay, so if you go to Google.com, there's a little the little thing there that says I'm feeling lucky, and so you can search through something, and it'll just kind of take you where it thinks it should take you. Right? It's a fun little way to to travel around the internet. But have you ever noticed that's on the Google.com page, but that's not on Google Maps. There's not a, I'm feeling lucky. It's not like you get in your car and go, I don't know, Google, where should we go today? Why? Because you're going to end up in Schaumburg. That's why. And no shade on Schaumburg, no shade on Schaumburg. Those of you who live in Chicagoland know I love your Ikea. I love your streets of Woodfield, your medieval times, your Top Golf. They're wonderful, but I don't get in my car and say, Google, I'm feeling lucky. Where should we go today? No, you start with the destination in mind, the vision of where you want to be so that every twist and turn, every decision you make actually leads you there. Start with vision. So what does that look like for you and for me, for our lives, for this year? Well, I'm gonna share with you now just something real quick about how you can actually have a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for your life. But before I do, this is bugging me this whole week, I had a lot of time to myself during my little quarantine time, and I started thinking about this message. And I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about our time together here. And I just, I had, I, if it's okay, I just want to get on my soapbox for just one second. I don't bring this out often. I don't bring it out often, but I feel like I got to bring it out just for this. I got, I got to bring out the soapbox for just one second because if there's, if there's one thing that I'm not a fan of, it, it, it's when pastors or preachers like me. They try and take this big spiritual concept and boil it down to three simple steps right? This is what we so often do. Pastors and preachers like me say, here's the three things you can do to have this, you know, deeply spiritual and personal process work its way out in your life. They, they try and take something as big and meaningful as getting a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for your life and boil it down to three simple steps. And they usually make it rhyme or memorable in some way. Listen, and it's just something, I am not a fan of that kind of <laughs> preaching, okay? So with that being said, I want to offer you three simple steps for determining your God-given vision. Three simple steps for you determining your God-given vision. Now listen, first thing is first, and this is really important. I'm going to give you three steps, and it's a much bigger process, but this is just to help you get started and get going this year. First thing you want to do in discerning and determining your God-given vision is you lift it up. That's first and foremost, you lift it up. What do I mean? You lift it up to God in prayer. You are listening for God to speak. God, what do you want for me this year? What is he saying to you over your life, over this last season? What has God already been saying to you or been trying to say to you if you would just listen? I start by lifting it up. I see God in prayer, in quiet reflection and meditation. I sit with God asking him for vision for my life. I do it as Frederick Beekner describes. I listen to my life. God, listen, help me listen to my life. What are the themes? What has been true? What is emerging in my life? I want to lift this up to you. God, I got all kinds of dreams and all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of ideas? I'm going to start with you, God. What do you want for my life? Because this is what it says in Psalm 127.1. It says simply this, unless the Lord builds the house, The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. And listen, in other words, unless God's in it, I don't want it. Unless God's in this vision, I don't want it. I want a vision from God, not one that I try and get God to co-sign on. I don't want just a good vision that kind of makes sense and sounds good and looks good on paper. No, I want a God's vision for my life. And that's what Gene and I so desperately, as your pastors, so desperately long for you to have to seek God, to listen to God, and to obey God, to let your life be led by a loving God. This is the most important part of the process. So you're going to want to give it as much time as needed. And listen, I don't want you to miss this because this is important. This is a very deeply spiritual. I made the joke about the three easy steps, but this is the most important step to listen to God, to lift it up in prayer because I, listen, I would rather, it's better for me to wait on a vision from God than to waste my life on a vision that's not from God. I don't want to waste my life on a vision that's not from God. So if it means I got to wait another week, if it means I got to wait another couple weeks, if it means I got to listen harder than I've ever listened before, if it means I got to get rid of some distractions in my life so that I can hear from God, isn't that worth it? I'm going to wait for you, God. You speak into my life, God, because I don't want to waste my life on something that's not from you, unless God's in it, unless God's building it, I don't want to be a part of it. So a couple great questions for you to ask as you are lifting it up to God. A couple great questions to consider. Does this vision honor God? It's a great place to start because you could have a vision like I want to make, you know, the most amount of money I've ever made in my life. Awesome. Does that honor God? Like is the vision that you have for your life, does that honor God? Another question to consider, does it bless others? Does this vision bless others? Is it a blessing to others? You living into this God given, God driven, God sized vision, how does that affect the lives of others? Does it align with your story? Is it in keeping with what God has been doing over the course of your story? Does it, listen, this is another one, does it lead to more prospering? You prospering, your friends prospering, your family prospering, your community prospering? Does this vision lead to more and more people living in the goodness of God? Now, this is all easier (laughs) said than done, right? I only have a couple minutes here. This is all easier said than done. So in in just a little bit, I'm going to let you know about an incredible tool to help you do just that. But if you want a God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for your life, then it obviously has to start with God. And so you lift it up to God. And once you sense that vision, is becoming a little bit clear. The next step that I want you to do, the next step is to simply just write it down. This is really, really important. You write it down, lift it up to God, then write it down. Like literally write it down, put it on paper somewhere, make it a, a wallpaper on your laptop or on your phone, tattoo it on your eyelids. I don't really care. Do something to write it down. Do whatever you have to do to write that vision down. Because listen, I came across a study as I was preparing for our time by Dr. Gail Matthews. This is just a few years ago. She's a psychology professor at the Dominican University in California. This is what she found. She said that only about 20% or so folks actually write down their goals or resolutions or their vision. Only about 20% of people ever get to that second step of writing it down. But those that do are 42% more likely to actually achieve them. There's a power in writing it down. Neuroscience backs this up. By writing it down, you're engaging both sides of your brain in the creation of the vision and the capture of the vision. Maybe, just, maybe that's what God was getting at when he spoke to the prophet Habakkuk about vision. This is what he said to Habakkuk in Habakkuk 2.2. 2. Write down the vision. Write it down so that you don't forget it, so you don't miss it. Write it down and inscribe it clearly on tablets so that one who reads it may run so that people can get this vision and live it out. Write it down. You need to capture it. You need to see it. You need to be reminded of it. And this can be as simple as just a post-it note. Just write that phrase that God gives you for this year, for your life, that vision. Write it down and put it up where you need to see it. Or an index card that you tape up on your mirror. Or, or it could be something that you keep with you in your car. One of the ways that, that Jeannie has led our family in this practice of writing it down and capturing it all so that we actually can run with it so we can live it out, is each year our family goes through this process as a family. We seek God's vision for this next year. We do it, our kids do it, and then She's added this creative aspect the last five, six years or so where we actually make a little bracelet out of it that we wear for that next year. We make a little bracelet with our word, our little phrase that we have for the year, and we keep those with us. We literally not only write it down, but we wear it out. We wear it with us. Now, when we kind of got started in this process, I was like, oh, every year we're going to be making bracelets. So I suggested like, a more permanent way for us to do this is to, to get tattoos. Like, what, Jeannie, what if our family actually got a tattoo of our word or phrase every year? Yeah every year. If that's a great idea, right? You just kind of have a whole sleeve to look at God's faithfulness over your life. But she reminded me that that would one, not only be expensive, but the two, also we, well, we have children and it's not great to tattoo them. So bracelets it is. So bracelets are a way we do it. It can be anything, small, creative way, whatever it is for you to write it down so that you can run with it through this next year. So remember the steps you lift it up. It's the most important thing. Then you write it down. It makes a huge difference. And then this is where it gets fun. Then you live it out. You begin to live it out. You live out that vision. You look for opportunities to live into the vision that God has given you. You create opportunities to live out the vision that God has given you. You break old patterns and unhealthy habits that aren't helping you live into that vision. And you form new ones that we're going to talk about that next week. New ones that come from the vision that God has given you for your life. You live it Out. Proverbs 16, 3 says this. It says to commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. You commit it to God to live out this vision and you will see it come to pass. That's a promise from God. You will see that vision. Become a reality. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean that it's actually going to look like maybe you thought it would actually look. It's probably going to look different than you would imagine. I think we've all learned that over the last two years. Doesn't mean that there won't be challenges. Doesn't mean that life's not going to throw you curveballs. All of that you can count on. Count on that. But when your vision is clear and you're committed to living it out no matter what comes your way, you'll see that vision become your reality. But without it, without lifting it up, without writing it down, without living it out, it's going to just be like going through a giant box of Legos, just trying to make sense of the pieces and the parts that come your way. And every now and then something clicks and something works and that feels great, but we don't have the, we don't have the picture, we don't have the vision of what it's meant to be. And look, this last year, I know this personally, I I did the whole process this last year and I I got my little phrase and I felt so good about it on January 1st. And I I had a vision, but I'm going to be really, 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 really honest with you. I lost it for about half the year. Lost that vision. I got distracted by all of my circumstances and there were a lot of Challenges that came our way, a lot of transitions that came our way, a lot of big decisions that we had to make that I didn't have in mind when I got this vision for my life for this year from God and I was giving all of my attention to just about everything other than God. And I felt it in my life. I felt what it feels like to quickly wander astray. About half of this last year, all I could see around me were my circumstances. All I could see around me were the things that were beyond my control. All I was giving my attention to was everything other than God. And I felt what it feels like. And I know you know what it feels like to, to, to wander, to feel kind of lost, to try and make sense without the picture, without the vision. And one of the things I learned over this last year is that when I give my attention to God, he gives me vision. When you give your attention to God, he will give you vision. And I know how easy it is because I lived it this last year, giving my attention to a thousand other things. But when you give God your attention, God will give you vision for your life. God-given, God-driven, God-sized vision for your life. Let him be what you fix your focus on. And I promise you, God will give you vision. Again, it may not be like what you thought. It may not even be what you had planned, but he will give you a vision for your life. Now, I told you that I was gonna offer you an incredible next step, a, a process to help you take all, all of this and actually help you hear from God and see God move in your life over this year. And, and the best part is that I actually know the person who created this process. Like I'm, Like I'm really close with her. And I talked to her for you and I put in a good word for you because I think you're a wonderful people. And she decided she's going to give away this whole process for free. It was actually her idea, not mine. But here's the deal. Jeannie has actually created an incredible vision guide for you. It's an awesome tool that hundreds and hundreds of people have used to get a vision, to do everything we just talked about, to get a vision for their life for this next year. It takes about an hour or so of like full focused attention and every second of it, I promise you, is worth it. Remember, I would rather wait to hear from God than waste my life on a vision that's not from God. This helps you listen to God, to listen to your life, to have a vision and it's totally free and it's totally available to you today. You can go online and get it. The link is actually in the description. It's a great, great, great next step coming out of what we talked about today. God has a vision. Listen, God has a vision. Don't miss this. God has a vision for your life. God has a vision for your life. Do you? Do you have his vision for your life? Do you want his vision for your life for this year? Because he wants to give it to you. And he wants you to live into it and live it out. And you can, you can actually begin that process today. And no matter what may come your way in 2022, God has something new for you. The vision that he longs for you to live into. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for us. We're in closing worshiping together. And I'll come back up in a minute just to wrap up our time. But would you join me wherever you're at right now? Would you join me if you're listening online, if you're listening to the pod later? I just want to pray and maybe take this second just to, to pause and be still as we seek God for his vision for our lives. Let's pray together right now. God, thank you that you have vision. You, are no, There's no short supply in you, God, for, for vision. There's no supply chain issues of vision for you, God. You have abundant vision, good vision for our lives, plans to prosper us, God, plans to make us whole, plans to make us new, to give us purpose, to give us meaning. God, that's what we want. All our resolutions and all our goals and all our dreams, they are fine and good, but God, we don't want any of it if it's not from you. And so God, would you help us hear from you to listen, to take the time to listen to you. And God, would you give us what you promised you would, a vision, a vision from you for our lives. And would you help us, God, as best we can, would you help us to live into it, to live it out, we pray. That's our hope. That's what we're asking as we begin this new year together in your name. Amen.